God is good, isn't he? Man, I tell you, one of, the, one of the favorite times of my week is like the 30 minute, 25 minute, 30 minutes when, when we get to worship together. It's one of the favorite, time, favorite times of my week. And, um, so I know you're all wondering, why do I have three people sitting on stage? Well, two, week, two weekends ago, um, we went on a trip to Grace Adventures. Yeah. Who all went? Holla if you went. Yeah. So um, it was a time we went up to Grace Adventures. It's a camp that's just a little bit north. And we had a weekend retreat. And um, we had a phenomenal time. And what we wanted to do is allow um, some of the uh, people who attended to share some of the um, impact, the stories that, that they took away from um, the weekend of fellowship, the weekend of hearing God's voice, the weekend of worshiping, and the weekend of just really digging into the word of God. So um, we have uh, Eric, we have Michelle, we have Rebecca, and um, they're just going to share a little bit of what happened um, to them on the trip. So go ahead, guys. Hello. Is this on? It's on. Hi, as Jake said, my name's Eric, and... Oh, hi. <laughs> uh, hey, Noah. <laughs> so one of the sessions I attended was called uh, Hearing God's Voice, and Nick led that session, and um, God revealed something pretty special to me through that time. As you probably can tell, I'm more of a quiet, reserved personality, and uh, shocker, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've also... In my life, I've had some doubts about my ability to reach out to people and help them in the kingdom of God just based on my personality type. And uh, Nick's exercise was you asked yourself a question, then you had a partner, which actually happened to be you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that was kind of the question that was going through my mind. And the answer she revealed to me through God was uh, the two words, quiet strength. And that just gave me a bolt of energy like I haven't felt in a while and just makes me feel like I can go out and accomplish what God's put on my heart for the kingdom. Amen. So, and that's something that uh, I probably would not have experienced had I not gone on that trip that weekend. So Awesome. Yeah. All right, like he said, I'm Michelle. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. Shh. That was me. I guess um, the Lord showed me a lot in that trip. I went purely out of uncomfortability, not knowing any girls that we were going to room with or really any friends, um, so-called, and just really wanting the Lord to pour into me um, spiritually, but also physically in new relationships and building new friendships and being able to speak into each other. And um, that was evident. Like the first night I got into the dorm, it was actually Kristen that I met. And I was like, hey, do you have a friend? She goes, no, I don't. I was like, sweet, let's be friends. It was just like kindergarten all over again. Um, and, and so I was just really filled by that. But um, like he said, Nick talks about um, hearing the voice of the Lord, and I've really struggled with either having a morning devotional or a nighttime devotional, and I'm always tired at both ends of the day and realizing God is not getting my first and my best. Um, and I've just been really struggling with that through my life. And it was Nick that said, I am challenged by a daily devotional with the Lord and a daily devotion time of hearing his voice. And 
he starts that by um, asking the Lord if there's anybody to speak into, um, just by going through your phone contacts or, or um, going on Facebook and seeing if there's anybody that the Lord just wants to speak encouragement into. And so I was really challenged to do that, and I did that um, really frequently the week that we got back. And every time the Lord would speak something, and I'd be like, God, I don't know if that's me. I don't know if that's me or if that's you, and I don't want to speak something wrong. And it was just, if it's true and if it's biblical, say it. What's the worst that can happen? And so every time I did, it was either met with tears of joy. It was met with, I can't believe, how would you know that I needed that? And I was just able to say, it's really the Lord. Like, there is nothing, nothing that else can explain it. So um, it was just an encouraging time for me to hear the Lord. And it was a time that I just told him, God, I miss you. And I heard him say, I miss you too. So... Hey there, I'm Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Michelle. I seriously, I, I feel like this is like the, the Finding Nemo thing, you know, like you say like, hi, Dory, and then like, you know, yeah, that's what it feels like. Okay, anyway, the trip, it was amazing. Like, it was so funny when I signed up for this trip, I didn't even go to Access. God was just like, here, this is on Facebook. You just sign up for it. And I was like, but I don't want to, but I did because God told me to, so I did. And then I went, so it was really good. But, um, on the trip, I, like, before I went, I was just praying for a revival and for, like, this renewing of, like, my mindset because, like, I felt like I was stuck. And God, like, the first night as we were worshiping, God wrecked me. He's like, you know what? You just need to open up. And I sat there and I was like, oh, okay, I will. So I opened up and I just, like, started bawling. Like, I cried the entire week and I am not a crier. It was, like, insane. But, like, with that, like, I am not an open person. I bottle up everything. And for God to say, hey, open up, then I opened up and it was like, okay, this is good. Like, God is good. And like, it's really like brought out so many things in me that I didn't even know I had. And it like allows God to take me and use me. Like, that is what we're here for. We're here to be like God's hands and feet. We're here to serve him. But um, yeah, like the whole trip was just like that. And like, God was revealing stuff to me because I was opening myself up to him. He, I was like allowing him to pour into me. And he was talking to me. He's like, hey, you are a difference maker. You are going to make a difference in this world. This world is mine. And I need you to use, like I need you to go in this world for me. Because um, God has called me to go out into the world and uh, be a missionary. And through that, like um, Jake, uh, Pastor Jake, he was like, hey, is anybody in the room supposed to be a missionary? And I'm sitting there bawling, and I'm like, yes, it's me. Like, I'm supposed to be a missionary. And God is like, you know what? You are a difference maker, and I'm going to use you to raise up nations. And how awesome is that, that, like, when we open up, God will speak into us and pour life into us. So, like, I have the opportunity now to go live in Guatemala for six months, and it's, like, such an amazing opportunity. So I'm, like, super pumped and excited because I allowed God to use me. And, like, I tried so hard for God to use me, but it was really him that I need to let in so he can use me. Huh. It's not me trying, it's him in me. So I don't know, a lot of good things I could share. I could share for like an hour. I could keep going guys, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I should probably quit. <laughs> probably. Awesome. <Keep> okay. <laughs> i take that. Thanks so much guys. Um, yeah, the trip was, I mean, you heard it. It was, it was honestly amazing. And, 
And to go back, um, was anybody here for our last night of worship? Nobody was here for our last night of worship? Wow. Um, um, one of our, we, t- we talked about our mission, or our, our, our mission statement, our vision for, for this place, and what that, our last E, remember we had three E's, our last E was equip. To equip the people who attend here, equip those who come into this room to be difference makers, to be life changers in their workplace, at their homes. We're, we're here to equip, and this past weekend was just a part of that. It was, it was used to equip the people, the normal people, just normal people, to do the work of the ministry, to do, to be life changers, to hear the voice of God so that when they go on Facebook that God can speak to them about someone else and then they can make a difference in their life. And that's not, I mean, that's, it's, anyone can do it. Anyone. All it takes is someone who's willing. And who, who says, you know what, you know what, God, I believe in Jesus and I believe that he wants to use me. We can all do it. And my big one, my one takeaway from the weekend was during one of the sessions, we were studying 1 John 4. And we went in small groups and then afterwards, uh, we came back and we talked about it. And it was amazing because every single person had a different takeaway. Every single person had a different, a different verse or a different word or a different topic that brought to their mind. And each person was taught differently by God in the same like 10 verses. And it amazed me that, that how God can use the scripture to teach 30 people something different. It told me something. It told me, Jake, you're not that big of a deal. <laughs> what he said was, I'm a better teacher than you are, Jake. I said, I'll agree with that. And everyone said, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, come on, Ricky. That was Dylan? Oh, okay. Sorry, Dylan. Um, it was a great trip. Um, to kind of segue, we have an amazing, amazing, amazing opportunity coming up um, next October. So October 2017. Um, we're teaming up. We actually got approached by uh, an organization called Leaders for Christ. And they lead a um, discipleship and leadership training in Yosemite National Park in California. And so um, they're, they're going to be throwing some pictures up there, and these are all taken from them. Um, I mean, the views, it, it literally is incredible. It's one of the seven wonders of the world, maybe not, but. Um, so we have an opportunity to go on this trip in October 2017. Um, it's going to be leadership training. It's going to be discipleship. It's going to be um, hearing the voice of God. It's going to be what's your purpose, what's your calling, what, what is God calling you to do. It's going to be all those things. And... Um, just this past weekend, where us being at Grace Adventures, it just encouraged us so much to say, man, if that was only two days, imagine what we can do with eight in Yosemite. Um, so it's going to be eight days in Yosemite. The cost, um, the cost is $1,700, and we understand it's not for everyone, but we wanted to uh, open up this opportunity for people who say, you know what, this really interests me. And if, if that interests you, um, we have on our Facebook page... Um, is it Res Life Access? Access RLC? Something like that. Go to our Facebook page, and there's an event which is an orientation for this trip on December 16. It's at 7 p.m. It's a Friday night. So if you are interested in this trip to Yosemite, go to our Facebook page, and you can check out the information on that page. Yosemite. 
man, I just look at those pictures, I think, man, that's incredible. So, so we're teaming up with Leaders for Christ, and, and Pastor David, who's gonna actually going to be leading our trip, it's not going to be me, it's going to be Pastor uh, David Franti. Um, he, what he says is, you know, when Jesus taught his disciples, he didn't go to a classroom, he didn't go to church, he went on the road. And he went, and he went, and they went and they climbed hills and mountains. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be climbing mountains. We're going to be riding on mules going up mountains. One day we might go, we're going to go to San Francisco for one day. Um, and we're just going to go and hike and, and see literally the nature that we never get to see in Michigan, the beauty that we never get to see. Um, so it's going to be a great trip. We are going to have fundraising and different um, methods of raising money for the trip in order to help you and help the, those who are um, interested in going. So um, all that, whoa. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get into it. I promise I won't be like 50 minutes like I was last time, three weeks ago. At least I hope not. Dear God, I thank you for this time. I thank you that you... Uh, that you teach us, God, that you teach us the things we need to hear. And that, God, you know, the, the, you know the place, you know the condition of each of our minds, you know the place and the condition of each of our hearts. And God, I just, I just invite you to come and speak into my life, into my, into my heart, into my ears, so that I can communicate your word effectively, so I can communicate your word to, to our people who desire to see the world change for Jesus Christ, to see the world change in order for your name to be glorified. So I thank you for each person here, and I thank you for the time that we have. Bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to use this whiteboard um, in a minute here. Not now. If it'll stay. If not, then whatever. What am I doing wrong? Who knows? Okay, there we go. <laughs> so um, I got a story to tell you. So this was uh, happened, I think, summer 2014. I was at junior high camp. Woo! Woo! Um, and they have this, it was at uh, Spring Hill. Has anyone been to Spring Hill camp? So um, they have a huge zip line. Huge. Um, we went on the zip line at Grace Adventures in the snow. And that's it. I'm sorry, Grace Adventures. That says nothing on the zip line at Spring Hill. I mean, this one is on top of a hill at the highest point on the camp. And then it's like four stories tall. You have to climb four st stories in order to get to the top. And then you're at the top. And then you have to go over this huge valley of nothingness. And then you go down. It's, it's incredibly huge. And so I was a counselor. And one of my guys, um, he, was, he was at the bottom, at the base of the mountain. He looked up and he said, oh, I can't wait for this. He saw all the other kids coming down. And they were like, that was awesome. And so he was at the bottom of the hill looking up. He's like, I can't wait to get to the top. I can't wait to get to the top. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. So he goes up there and he's at the top and, and all of a sudden there's like six lanes, right? Six lanes of people. All of a sudden five people come down. Everyone's like, where, where is he? Where's Noah? Where, where is he? Where is he? And then we hear on the radio, yeah, uh, yeah, we got, yeah, we got a, a non-jumper over here. He, he's pretty scared. So we're just like, Oh, okay. You know, when we're screaming, you know, as I junior high camps, you're like losing your voice. Like, oh, no, come on, you know, and he's just frozen. So the, the, the gal came up to me and said, hey, do you mind going up there and try to encourage him? Maybe you can put the harness on and then maybe jump with him and maybe he'll go. So I go up there and I'm up there. I'm like, you can do it, man. Come on. You got to trust it. You can trust it. And then I thought about it. I'm like, I don't even know if I trust this thing. <laughs> like, come on. But now I got to, because I'm saying he's got to trust it. So I'm going up there. I'm standing at the, and it's big, man. I mean, it is a huge, 
I can't even explain that enough. So I'm like, okay, okay, on the count of three, we're going to go, buddy, we're going to go. So it's like, one, two, three, I jump, and I go, and I turn around, and he's just standing there. And I'm like, ah. So, so we go, and then he comes down, and then he eventually says, you know, I don't want to go. So he came down, it's like the walk of shame, you know what I mean? It's like, you're the kid that held up everyone else. You're just like... And we're like, you know, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. You know, it's okay. You'll get it next time. And he's like, I'm not going up there again. <laughs> so I promise I'll relate that back later on somehow. Um, so my original message for tonight was fight for your inheritance. So I planned, like, planned a long time ago. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to identify your inheritance. Remember, we're in a three-week series. But then we had a little stall. Then we had Thanksgiving. So we're picking it back up right now, tonight, and it was like, oh, it's huge, identify, convinced, fight, I like it, I love it, so, I, and I tell you, it was, it was, it's a good sermon, maybe I'll preach it sometime, so talk, it goes something like this, I'll give you like a one minute synopsis, so it goes something like this, that when jo- Joshua went into Jericho, right, they had to go and they had to march around the city seven times, they had to do something that was unconventional. They had to do something that was out of the ordinary and that sometimes our fight is not against flesh and blood, but sometimes our fight is against the principalities and the powers of darkness in the heavenly realms. Sometimes our fight is not against people. Sometimes our fight is against the spiritual realm. So we cannot address the physical problems with physical means of solutions. We have to address our problems from heavenly solutions just like Joshua did at Jericho. And then it goes into something like this, this message, it's good, I'll preach it sometime. So then it goes into something like this where obedience is our first step into inheritance. And how God spoke to Joshua and he said, march around the city seven times. And Joshua was like, okay. So they marched around unconventional and the walls came tumbling down and they walked into their first step of inheritance, but it was only through obedience. So that was going to be the message, but we're on on a little detour. It's still going to be about inheritance, but God gave me a little bit of a, I would say a little bit more of a relevant word, uh, word, a little bit more of a relevant and practical and applicable message to speak to you tonight, because I believe that there are certain people here who are going to hear this for the first time and who's going to change their lives. And here's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about sonship. Don't worry, ladies, if you have a problem with that, just picture me in a wedding dress because, I'm the, because we're the bride of Christ. I'm looking at all the ladies who are picturing right now in a wedding dress. I, I, honestly, I tried, you know those like, you can like plaster your face on like a picture. I tried to get a, myself on a wedding dress on there, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out on time. Um, so we're going to be talking about sonship, daughtership, you know, being a child of God tonight and how that relates to our inheritance. So um, I have a board, I had this board up here. I'm going to use it, I promise. Um, so have you ever wondered how sometimes, and listen to me as my draw because I don't have a ton of time. Do um, you ever wonder how sometimes, like you know your inheritance, um, like you know all the things that like supposed to be evident in your life. You know um, the promises of God. You know the right answers. Are you, are you following me? Like you know what's supposed to happen in your life, but when, when the reality hits, it's just not there. Like we know what we're supposed to be living in, but the reality is, is on the insides, we know that it's just not as good as what it says in the Bible. 
It's just not as good as what it says when the preachers go up there and say, yeah, you should have peace, you should have joy, you should have all these things. It's just not as good. So where's the disconnect, right? So where's the disconnect between um, the promises of God that are for us and us experiencing those promises? Does that make sense? So where's the disconnect? And I'm going to continue drawing. Can you guys see that okay? You sure? Maybe not in the back, but I'll try to draw. I'm I'm a pretty good artist, if I do say so myself. Um, I'm just doing it quick now. So, so right here, um, this is the best way I, I could explain it. I was thinking, I asked God, I said, God, can you, I need to have like a picture. I need to have a diagram, something that explain it because, because it's so hard to explain how come sometimes we don't live in the very thing that we know is true. So what we have up here is we have, um, we have our inheritance. So this is, this is the inheritance. I, I might call this the river of living water. This is God's best for us. This is the, th- the way we're supposed to live. This is God's nature produced in us. So what we have here then is this is our understanding down here. So we have our understanding down here and we have our inheritance up here. So how comes um, sometimes we don't understand? There's this disconnect. And so the best way I could have it is, is a funnel. So we have our inheritance, then we have our understanding, and how come sometimes we don't live in the full inheritance? Sometimes, how come sometimes we don't live in the promises of God? So our inheritance comes through here. God has given us everything. He's not holding anything back from us. He's not turning the hose off so that we don't drown. He's, it's running at, f- at full speed. It's always coming down. But here's, here's, here's us down here, and what this down here is our experience. So we're limited in our understanding of God's nature, our inheritance, based on our experiences. Does that make sense? So when we have experiences, these are blessings, these are trials, these are issues, these are areas of obedience. They're everything. They're good and bad. It's it's that God, he uses all things for the good of those who love him. All things, good things and bad things, blessings, they are trials. They're the good and the bad. Our experience flows down. So when we experience the very things that we believe, it increases our understanding of him. Because if we do not live to experience what we believe, it will only be head knowledge. It will never be heart. So if we believe all the right things, but we don't get uncomfortable and experience the fullness of God that God has for us, all of our understanding will be head knowledge. And our cup will be empty. Our cup will be empty with no understanding. And the beautiful thing is, is that you can't start out full down here in understanding. There's a verse in the Bible that says, in all of your getting... Okay? In all of your getting, get one thing. Understanding. Understanding of what? Understanding of the Bible? I'm sorry, it's just not the Bible. It's, not, it's part of it, but it's not the Bible. 
It's not in all you're getting, understand the Bible. It's not it. It's in all of your understand in all of your getting, get understanding of his nature. Get an understanding of what's rightfully yours. Your inheritance, his nature, his nature is our inheritance. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. I think I'm missing one. Gentleness, thank you. In all of your getting, get understanding. So then we have this over here, and I'm not going to write it for time's sake, but it's the same thing, our inheritance, our understanding. So this is our inheritance from God. This is our understanding, but sometimes we get, we get so... We can get confused sometimes, so we, get, we start living and we live upside down. So our, our capacity to receive the fullness that God has for us is limited by what we believe. And what I, if you remember three weeks ago when I had the, 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 the um, containers, remember there was the little container, the big container, the bigger container, then the bigger container? You following me? And there was, all the containers were inside of each other. Sometimes I think that, that we live upside down when we focus on the wrong things and that our Christianity is all about heaven. So if we think our inheritance is heaven, that's a part of our inheritance. So that will come in and then it will come down and all of our understanding will be about going to heaven. All of our, all of our understanding about Christianity will be about getting to heaven. And it's never applicable to our lives today. Has anyone, has anyone ever felt that way? I mean, I'll say I have. How sometimes the Bible just doesn't apply to my life. Maybe it's because you're living upside down. Maybe it's time to go right side up. So what's the trick? What's the switch? And I think there's a switch in all of us. That, that actually switches all the time, kind of like a light switch on and off. It's a switch that goes in us all the time where we're upside down, right side up, upside down, right side up. And I'm going to tell you what that switch is in my, in my thinking. I don't know. This is just my opinion. So when talking about the switch, we need to, we need to think about, we need to turn gears a little bit and go into, in, into inheritance as it refers to um, human or manly kind of... Uh, Inheritance, so inheritance that we'd experience in our own lives. So what's the one way that we receive an inheritance? It's when someone dies, right? So we receive an inheritance when someone dies. We receive an inheritance and it's a free gift. We receive an inheritance. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no, it's so good. I'm just looking at my notes and it came up, so that's my fault. So our, our inheritance is never earned, it's received, and it's based on your DNA. Your inheritance is based on who your father is, who your parents are, who your grandparents are, because a, a son will receive the inheritance from his father. A daughter will receive her inheritance from her father. A son or a grandchild might receive an inheritance from his grandfather. A, a granddaughter might receive from her grandmother. But usually, not all the time, but usually, it's based on DNA. So my question to you is, do you know your DNA? 
Can you play that movie clip for me? I love this thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to lighten the mood a little bit. Mystery woman, I have here the Blake Media Ledger sign-in book from April 1957. On the night of the 12th, there was only one woman working on Preston Blake's floor. Sadly, nine months later, she died giving birth to a son, a son born January 23rd, 1958. That is my birthday. To Miss Consuela Lopez. That is my mother. And the rightful heir to $40 billion. That is my money. A simple DNA test will show that Emilio Lopez is the majority stockholder to Blake Media. That isn't my money. That's no money. That isn't my money. Where to go, Emilio? I will do good things. Good things for everyone. Free from for all. <laughs> I love Mr. Deeds. Can I change your socks? I love Mr. Deeds. That is my birthday. That is my mother. That is my money. But when, and I know it's funny, but I, I found it so interesting. When did he find out what his inheritance was? When did he find out? When he found out who his father was. <sighs> I'll say it again. <laughs> when did he find out what, what his inheritance was? When he found out who his father was. When he found out what his DNA was. And I have a feeling that some people here have no idea of the DNA that's inside of them. Some people here don't, do you know who your father is? I'm not talking about your human father. I'm not talking about your earthly father. I'm talking about, do you know your heavenly father? And do you know that his DNA, when we receive Jesus Christ, when we say, Jesus, I believe that you paid, I believe that you loved me so much that you died on the cross and that you gave me new life, that when you say that, God inserts Holy Spirit into us, which is our seal, which is our DNA. And when we have God's DNA, we have access to the full inheritance. When we don't know who our father is, we have limited access to our inheritance, to the life that God has called us to live. Limited access. But when we know We know our identity. When we know whose we are, we can start living in our full inheritance. But just like, just like Emilio Lopez, if you don't know who your father is, you'll never have access to your inheritance. Never. And here's something that got, uh, this is something that I was, I was uh, thinking about this week, is that God, Jesus, 
you can have Jesus be your savior or we can, we can have Jesus be our savior and not have God be our father. We can have Jesus be our savior and not have God be our father. Because we're, we still believe in Jesus here. We still believe in Jesus here, right? We still believe, but we just don't know our identity. We don't know our DNA. Your family does not define your inheritance. Your life experiences do not define your inheritance. Your failures do not define your inheritance. The one thing that defines your inheritance is your DNA. And if you have Jesus, you have his DNA. If you have Jesus, that means that you can be living here. It does not mean that you'll understand everything right away, but it means is that you have full access and through life experiences, through blessings, through trials, through tribulations, through obedience, through everything that comes down when we take it as an approach that God is trying to teach us something in every circumstance, in every event in our life, asking God, what are you teaching us through this? Even though you didn't cause it, what are you teaching us? Knowing who our father is, not knowing who our father is, it does not disqualify you from heaven, but it disqualifies you from heaven on earth. I'm sorry, it's just the truth. I'm not trying to be condemning. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just trying to be truthful. Our identity is everything. Knowing who our father is, just like Emilio. He had no idea and he was living as a servant, changing people's socks until he found out who his father was. He went from being a servant to being a billionaire. And I should say this right now. How come we're not more excited when people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? How come we're not more excited when somebody says, I want to follow Jesus? We should be like Emilio. Because we just hit the jackpot. We hit the biggest jackpot. It's better than being in Bill Gates, being Bill Gates' son. It's better than being Warren Buffett's son. It's better than being a child of the royal family. We have an inheritance that lasts for eternity. It's, it's such good news. Do you know who your father is? Ephesians 1, through five, or 1 verse 5. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself. God brought us to himself. He didn't say climb the ladder. He didn't say do four things to get to me. He said, I'm bringing you to me. By bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ, there's no other way. It's not good enough just to believe in God. 
It's not good enough just to believe that there is a God because I have something to say. The demons even believe that there is a God. Muslims believe there's a God. Agnostics believe there's a God. It's not enough just to believe that there's a God. It doesn't save you to believe in God. It saves us when we believe that Jesus was the Son of God. And it's only through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. This is what God wanted to do. It wasn't, it wasn't hard. This is what he wanted to do. You're not a burden to God. We're not burdens to God. We're not like, oh, bummer, why I just send my son. It wasn't that way. Read the last part of this verse. It says, it gave him great pleasure. Adopting us, sending his son to die for us gave God great pleasure. He was so happy the day that Jesus rose from the dead because it meant that he had hundreds of thousands or millions at the time, soon to be billions of little Christ-like ones carrying his nature around. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14. Man, I love this verse. It's so good. And now you Gentiles, that's us. We're Gentiles because we're not Jews. Have also heard the truth the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own. He said, you're mine. You're mine. I choose you. By giving you the Holy Spirit, he's given us the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. The Holy Spirit inside of us is the guarantee of our inheritance. When we identify ourselves with who God says we are, It's our guarantee of our inheritance. It doesn't mean that we're going to have a perfect life. It doesn't mean that we're going to understand everything, but it's meaning that our understanding is going to start to increase. We're going to start understanding God's very nature. Humans, earthly wisdom cannot understand him, cannot understand God. The wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. Where was I? Verse Verse 14, still, Ephesians 1, verse 14. He will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Why did he do all this? Why did he give us the Holy Spirit? Why did he send Jesus? Why? So that we could become like him, so that we could praise and glorify him, represent him to the world. He did it so that we would praise and glorify him. So, when will we start living in our inheritance? When will we start understanding? All right, when will we start living in our inheritance is when we know whose child we are. My question to all of us is, do we know God is our, Jesus is our savior? And do we know God 
as our Father? Do you really know? Not up here, but in here. Do you know God as your Father? The breakthrough, this is a point, it'll be on the screen. The breakthrough into our inheritance is found in the revelation or the realization that you have God's DNA, his Holy Spirit. I'm gonna end with this. 1 Corinthians 2.12. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who's from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. When God speaks to us tonight and tells us that he's our father, it's not gonna make sense by human, by human standards. Human standards say you have an earthly father and he treated you poorly, or you have an earthly father, or he disappointed you. You have an earthly father and he, and he wasn't even around when you grew up. You have an earthly father who, who, who never spoke good of you. You have an earthly father who, who disappointed you over and over and over again. And the wisdom of the world is going to tell you that, the, that your heavenly father is just like your earthly father. And there could be never, there could be, that's the biggest lie that, you, that we could ever believe is that our earthly father is a representation of our heavenly father. He's so much better. I was talking to a, to a young guy last week and I, and I asked him, I said, I said, what do you think, what do you think God thinks of you? And he said, he sat there, he thought about it, he prayed about it and he said, you know, I really, I really think he's disappointed in me, but it's okay. It's like a good kind of disappointment. And it's like, he's disappointed in me, but he's like, yeah, you can do better. I said, okay. And as our con conversation continued, he, he, he continued to say how, you know, how he, why he was so competitive, why he loved to win so much, why he always wanted to win and always wanted to be the best and always strived to be the best. And I said, why do you always want to be the best? Why do you always want to win? He said, because I love to make my dad proud. And if I feel that if I lose and if I don't measure up, then he'll be disappointed in me. And I said, listen up here, bud. I said, I want to point out something. I said, I want to point out that you think God is disappointed in you. And then you're afraid of having your earthly father disappoint you. I said, they are not the same. And if you would, if we would approach God and say, God, what do you think about me? Not what my earthly father thinks about me. What do you think about me? It would be a completely different answer. We would start to realize that he is our father and that we are his children and that he only wants us to live in our full inheritance. He promised it to us and he would not promise us something that he would never desire to give us fully. He promised it to us. It's on our end to align our hearts and our minds and renew it to his truth so that we can receive the fullness, not live upside down, not knowing who we are and whose we are. So, Everyone just, I guess, close your eyes.
I love these times because I believe that in these times, God actually teaches us, teaches us individually more than all the words that I just spoke. I believe that God teaches us more in, these, in this one minute than he will in the last 30. If you're here and you've, and you've never known let me rephrase this. If you're here and you've known Jesus to be your Savior, but you've never known God to be your Father, I want to tell you that he wants to, he wants to reveal Him as your Father right now. I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know how to explain it. But He wants to right now. All it takes is for us to say, God, show me. Some people here think that God is mad at them. And I have a question to ask you. What if that wasn't true? What if God wasn't mad at you? He's so, he's so very pleased with us. So I got our prayer right now that each person individually would have a deeper realization, a deeper understanding of you as their father. God, I can't, God, I can't muster it up. I can't, I can't say a bold prayer. I can't even do anything, God, because it's all just, it's all hearsay, God. You're the only one. You're the only teacher who can teach us the truth. Teach us all individually what it means to be a son, what it means to be a daughter, what it means to be a child, that we would know what our DNA is. We would know whose we are. We are yours. And you're so very pleased. It was your good pleasure to send Jesus to die on the cross for us. And if you're here and you and if you're here and you might have held the thought that if I believe in God, that I'll go to heaven. And you've never you've never identified Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've believed in God. You believe that there is a God, and you might have even believed that being a good person might get you into heaven, but you've never identified Jesus. You've never declared Jesus as my Savior. If that's you and you've never done that, I want to give you an opportunity. So on the count of three, if you just slip up your hand, what you're saying when you raise your hand is you're saying is that, yeah, I, I believe that, that I messed up. I believe that I have sins. I believe that I have fallen short. I believe that I, des- I do not deserve heaven, but Jesus paid a price so that I could get into heaven. If that's you, raise your hand. Awesome. If you raise your hand, if you raise your hand after service, I strongly encourage you to come up to the front. We have people who would love to talk with you and pray with you. You don't even have to tell them that you're the ones, one of the people who raised your hands. Just come up and talk to them, ask some questions so that they would be able to help lead you into, into truth and they'll even pray with you. So I'm just going to pray as we close the service.
Dear God, I thank you for truth. I thank you that we are sons and daughters of you. I thank you for the realization, the revelation of what it means to be a son and a daughter. I thank you, God, that you are so good. Your mercy endures forever. In Jesus' name, amen.